0: Hit it.
1: As-salamu alaykum, shalom, hotep, shalom. I want to welcome everyone to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio. Of course, I am your host, Ramiel Ilbay. bay And today, we will deal with the subject matter, Do Black Lives Really Matter? Before we get into the subject, as we do every week, I want to make a few different announcements, um, a couple of reminders. We have the um, study classes going on um, in the Sacramento Territory that goes on biweekly, and it's at 4311 Atoa. And it is run uh, by Brother Hakeem Il-Bay. And for more information on that study class, again, it's held biweekly on Saturday. You can send a email to me at Northgatebay at gmail dot com. Northgatebay at gmail dot com. On Thursdays, every Thursday, we have the study class that goes on in the Oakland-San Francisco territory, and that is held at 3100 Telegraph at Samuel Merritt University. Starting this Thursday, uh, we will be back on schedule. We will start uh, the, the Constitution, I mean the study Of the Constitution Constitution for the United States of America so bring your dictionaries bring your highlighters Um, you want to have a black law dictionary if not um, there are ones online and PDFs that you can download until you can get a physical copy Uh, bring those because we're going to break down the uh, Constitution for the United States of America for the next two months. This study class is a study class that you're going to get quite a bit out of. Um, Of course, the study itself is uh, compressed into two months, so all study classes require you to also study on your own. So, uh, Again, that's Every thursday at thirty one hundred telegraph starts at um, seven p m it's also available on live stream uh, by going to livestream dot com and looking up for instance my attribute Ramiel Ilbe, and that'll take you uh, to my channel and then you can subscribe, simply with your Facebook page or something like that, and uh, then you will get automatic alerts uh, for the show that's coming up on Thursdays. On July, Sunday, July 24th, I will be in Sacramento, hosted by African Americans for Balanced Health, Uh, doing a lecture that is entitled The Change from the Ancient Matriarchy to Patriarchal Rule. That is Sunday, July 24th, which is uh, in just about, just under two weeks. So not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. And again, it's titled "The Change from the Ancient Matriarchy to Patriarchal Rule." In this lecture, we will go over the uh, ancient matriarchal rules that dominated the uh, the planet um, thousands of years ago, even all the way up into contemporary times. Uh, we will go over when patriarchal rule uh, started to manifest, how it started to manifest, why it started to manifest. We will go over the subjugate, the, the change and how uh, women started to be subjugated um, based on these changes. Um, we'll also go over certain um, attacks that you see on the womb of the woman. Um, and we'll go over ancient structures that we can now implement into our homes in modern times to facilitate um, the growth, spiritual and emotional growth of of the Moabitess, um and make sure that in the things that we do, we are not subjugating um, her, but allowing her to have her proper place in the home as we protect um, as we protect her. So that again is on July twenty fourth and it will be at sixty I mean she's a me, forty three eleven Ottawa in Sacramento Territory. It's at the same place the study class is held. Forty three eleven Ottawa and that's over by City College. Uh, they are asking for a if you're a member they're uh, charging five five notes. If you're a non member excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, if you are a non-member, it's five notes. If you're a member, um, the lecture is free to attend. So you already know if you're a member. They also are going to have vendor booths available for those who want to come and uh, set those up. Again, as July 24th, it will start at 3 p.m., from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, make sure to be on time. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the subject that we have for for today. We've seen a lot of different things going on um, in the media. We've seen a lot of different things going on in the streets, schools um, It's been a lot of chaos here of late. You've had the emergence of groups such as Black Lives Matter. And you've had a rallying cry around that from you know different parts of the country. One of the things that um, we need to do is really focus on um, do black lives really matter? What does that mean? A lot of times, or in most cases we can even say our people rally around things that have no idea what the actual absolute meaning of it. We've not been privy to understanding the difference between um, law, the language of law and every, everyday rhetoric. So we tend to intermingle and blend them um, based on our ignorance of thinking that they're the same. We emotionally hold on to certain non gears that we were given without understanding uh, the true principle or point behind them. So in, in today's uh, society, you have us calling ourselves different, uh, different brands, different names, and we have an emotional attachment, you know, to these things. And that becomes a part of um, our downfall. So from a non-emotional standpoint, we need to look into, do black lives really matter? You know, can a black life matter? So we're going to go into um, the books and really get a better understanding of what black lives mean. The first thing that I'm going to read from to open up the show is going to be Ancient and Modern Britain by David McRitchie, Volume 1. And we're going to turn to page 31. And he's going to deal with the terms um, black and white. Now, he says that On page 31, white and black, as is well known, means with European writers, little more than dominant and dependent. Thus, the black Khazars, or Hungarians, were the subjects of the white Khazars. Now, before going any further, it is necessary to look into this last statement pretty closely for the origin of this nomenclature, may be found to lie very deep. I find it stated elsewhere that the Tortanian tribes are very fond of expressing by certain colors, changing the changes of political condition to which a nation may be subjected. Black or Kara, K-A-R-A, has the meaning of dependency and servitude while white or act, ak, a.k., has that of sovereignty and freedom. But these colors are employed only so long as they really describe the position of the sovereign, no, excuse me, position of the tribe. For if a dependent horde becomes independent and sovereign, the form of kara or black may be changed into act or white. The Tatars, to whom the mighty conqueror, Tzim Kong, belonged, were named before his time Terra Tartars, while another tribe was called At-Tartars or White Tartars. This is also the reason why the emperor of Russia is called the White Tsar, and the divisions of Russia into white and black express the same meaning. But this custom is not confined to Asia, and East Europe. It obtained or did obtain in Britain as well, and, and like the word Kara itself, has plainly an Hungarian origin. It still survives in the word Blackguard, which, though now applied very loosely, is more strictly defined by Holloway as meaning a nickname given to the lowest drudges of the court. The carriers of coal and wood, the laborers in scullery, etc. Its Scotch form, black ward, is given by Dr. Jameson as a state of servitude to a servant, in support of which he quotes Richie Monopoly. So that you see, sir, I hold in sort of black ward tenure. As we call it in our country, being the servant of a servant. Jermison also says that a black is a vulgar designation for a low scoundrel corresponding in sense to the English black guard. While in Hollowell's dictionary, I find black tan stated to be a term used in speaking of gypsies in Kent and perhaps elsewhere. The same theme is seen in Scottish Gaelic. A girl of the lowest rank of peasantry is a dove child, a black hussy. A strong female female or gypsy is a dove shinblack, black flagrant, vagrant. An armstrong also gives an obscene word double watch in Irish Gaelic. double heart, the Horsa a signifying the vernacular. So what David McRitchie is doing there is breaking down the different designations. Now, mind you, this book is, is written in 1895, giving you the origin of the terms when applied to people or tribes or nations of people as black or white. And as he's breaking this down, he's explaining that white or act, A-K, has the meaning of sovereign and superior. And the term black or terror K-A-R-A, has the meaning of servitude, And those two things are very, very, very important to remember. And this is the origin, the origin of these attributes or these brands as they're given to tribes. It symbolized the change in status. Status of a tribe. So when you're looking at it, if you're at war with another tribe and you're fighting on your land, this other tribe. then conquers you on your land, and then they take rulership of your land. They then brand you as black and them as white. And it is a change of political status. Now you have lost your land. You have lost your land at that point. And now you are subjects. Now you are dependent upon the new colonizers, conquerors, who are are now over your land. You are now in servitude to them. And we must see it and understand it from that time period as a change of status. You went from being white, which meant sovereign. Over your land. white meant sovereign over your land. You went from being sovereign over your land to now being a subject in your land or on your land. And again, this was a change of status. So I'm going to read what status means. From the Black's Law Dictionary What does status mean Because we're talking about A change of status A change of status Now On page 1580 In the Black's Law Dictionary Fourth edition It tells you status Standing State or condition So that's what You just said Your State or condition is black. Black means servant. So this is now your status. It says the legal relation of an individual to rest of the community. The legal relation of individual to rest of the community. So what is your relationship to this community now? Your status is that of a servant. The rights, duties, and capacities and incapacities would determine a person to a given class. So now your class, your status, is that of the class of a servant. Okay. Okay. Um, Someone push one for me. 347, exchange 443. Can you push one? Can you push one
2: for me? Okay. International. Uh, is that
3: it's
1: International. Uh, okay, so I, can, I see please. you can hear me fine then.
3: Yeah, now I can hear you. Before, there was no audio, but now, you know, you're good.
1: Okay, that's interesting, because I've been talking for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I didn't no, hear you, like, for the last
3: five, but okay. I don't even say five. Less okay. than three, you know, you were you were mute, but you're good now.
1: Okay, okay, let me go. I yeah. me backtrack, then. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> no problem. Oh, oh. You there Come on go ahead, yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. I wanted to while you had me on the line, can I take um advantage of um expressing yeah, my ahead. comments yeah, sure. regarding um do black lives matter
1: yeah,
3: um, well, for me, it's like this, um what I'm noticing now as of late in regard to the unconscious mores, which uh identify themselves as black, is that uh, there's a lot of um. Confusion regarding what nationality is, regarding what status is, regarding jurisdiction—like all of this plays a part as to why they get treated the way that they get treated. Now, I'm not saying that it's correct or it's righteous or it's ethical for any anything to be going on, but clearly there's a there's a um, a lack of knowledge that is being dispensed amongst the masses, and because of this. um, Not only that, not just the lack of knowledge being dispensed um, to the masses, because we should understand by now that when it comes to the social media network, a lot of it is controlled by Zionists, you know what I mean, which only push out their own agenda. And they're also responsible for the reconstruction um, of our ancestors, our, our true ancestral history and lineage. And because of that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, confusion and misinterpretation when when it comes to our storyline as a people. That's now, if we we need to, oh, excuse me about excuse the, the buzzer on. in the back. I'm cooking, but <laughs> but um yeah. When it comes to understanding thoroughly what the um what the history of our ancestors is, we got to get our mindset out of the modern European concept. You see what I'm saying like in regards to like for instance, mm-hmm. with George Washington, George Washington was not the first president. When you go back and you do the history on things, you start to understand there's eight presidents before that, and there were more. you know they 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 had you can call them swarthy moors or um lightly melanated moors, but at the end of the day, you know that there're Moors. you know what I'm saying, even if they were uh phonetically. Um, or physically represented someone such as Jesse James, uh, excuse me, Jesse Williams, um, he's still a Mormon. At the end of the day, you know he got melanin in his system, freckles and all. You know that's a a Mormon. You see what I'm saying? And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of disregard the fact that it's melanin that's being represented um, on um, Mm -hmm. certain media outlets and the things that they're saying, they're saying it to you from, a Mormon perspective, and that is the overall point. You understand? But, you Mm -hmm. know, when you hear uh, 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 when you hear different um, speeches or, you know, um, um, posts, different viewpoints with our people, um, one thing that really needs to be addressed is how they identify themselves. When you call yourself black, you're calling yourself the law of the law, in regards to the law. And that is the point. Ignorance of the law has no excuse. You know, so, and, and it's harsh, but it's that pill that our, our society needs to swallow in order to really get themselves in the right perspective, the right mindset, to see how, when you call yourself black, you're literally saying that you're stateless, which means that you're up for grabs for these corporations, these de facto and solver corporations that have no, nothing in regards to your best interest with the um, with your birthright they usurp all of your liberties and it puts you in a position it puts you in a bind where um, because you're you're labeled as property or you're being branded as property um, because you don't correct it you're being molested by these citizens so jurisdiction is very important knowing yourself is very important I'm not taking away nothing uh, connotatively as what our people associate to be black, but the fact of the matter is when it comes to law, when it comes to national and international affairs, when it comes to getting resources and shelter and, and, and proper housing, proper water, when it comes to getting, claiming back our oil, when it comes to claiming back our gold mines and, and, Everything, you know what I mean? We gotta have a nationality to do that. Indeed. So black is not ask, it's not gonna get us anywhere, you know.
1: Indeed, let me ask you this before I let you off because I want to backtrack and see what was heard from me. Um, did did you hear me reading from the uh, ancient and modern Britons? Yes. Did that yes. come through? Okay. Did yes. you did uh, it come through when I was reading from the uh, Black Law Dictionary?
3: Uh, that part I was, I was cut off from, I think.
1: Okay. So I'll backtrack to that. Okay. All right. Let me take these other callers. I appreciate it.
3: Family Islam. Islam. All right.
1: 443, area code 443 with the exchange 376.
2: Islam. Islam. Islam, beloved. I am Hassan Ghazi Obey at Northwestern Maximum. I, I just only wanted to uh, concur. Uh, with um uh, sister Sharice. yes. It, it you cut off at about uh, when you were reading the definition for status, right after um I'll tell you exactly where it cut off at, right where you said a legal personal relationship, like around that area, is where it cut off at.
1: Okay, yeah. Gotcha. All right, yeah, that, I that was all. I, I yelled all before. That's
2: Islam. Anyway. All right, Islam. Peace and
1: love. All right, we have um. We want to unmute you because the number is not coming up coherently uh, from the area code one one one. So you're hearing unmute, Islam. Islam,
2: Islam, brother. Islam. All right, all right. I'm uh, my name is uh, Delra. I'm just calling out uh, the United Kingdom. Um, just giving a, a different perspective. Um, I definitely agree with everything you, where you're coming from. Um, it's very similar, fun, funnily enough, over here in terms of how uh, melanated people are treated on this side of the world. The only difference is, is on the forms, on the like the racial forms, you're classed as black uh, British or black African Caribbean. So the same thing's being done over here, and it's very similar. The only difference is with our police over here, they don't have guns. So, like I can go out and have a a reasonable conversation with our police constables over here and get them to honor the roughs and everything else, and actually, it's not as severe over here what's going on, yeah, they still assassinate this you know we've had stuff with people, Matt Duggan, it's you know the same kind of it's, madness is still going over here, but it's not at the same level of the, mm-hmm. the same beast that you're dealing with over there it's the next beast that you're dealing with over there, and you're portrayed over here as um, law folks and, and, and scum of the earth, when actually, um, mm. people need to deal with uh, the, the... people need to deal with the... Uh, Ebola, uh, I've got up here, into Cantera, 1493, in and the Europeans have been mm-hmm. at this for a long, long time. It's They're the problem. It's, it's, their, it's their conduct. Most of the time with our people, it, the reason why we're challenging them, and I know it's not... I don't... Sometimes I don't agree with the confrontation, but most of the time it's, it's necessary because... the spirit, the, uh, the metaphysics behind it, the spirit to, uh, knows that these people shouldn't be on that land. You know what I mean? They, they, they've come over, there, mm-hmm. over here from this part of the world and they've come over there and their conduct is atrocious. It's absolutely atrocious. And that's because they've got blood offs, and it's similar over here they've got blood offs to take our brothers and sisters across the water out because obviously that, that United States Corporation Inc, it's been liquidated at the moment, as you probably know yourself with the SDRs that's coming in, and they, they, that system is going to be completely coming out of, of position, so they're mm-hmm. trying to liquidate on everybody's bonds and everybody's estate. So they're trying to kill all mm-hmm. the indigenous people off over there because they know they haven't got long left. And so that that's why mm-hmm. they keep co- conducting themselves the way they do against our brothers and sisters across the water. And I'm with you, now, I mean, my first out to those people. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with the guy that stood up. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not condoning violence in that way. But uh, uh, the guy, Michael Johnson, at the same time. At some point, even like Malcolm X have all said it, at some point, you've got to say no to these people. Like, I'm, I'm into this thing about not, not contracting with them at the moment. They hate it at the moment when I refuse to contract with them. But, but then again, I'm not having to face a gun when I refuse to contract with police over here. And I don't have to give them my name. And I quote their own home office call saying, I clearly, you know, it says we're police by consent. So I don't have to contract with them. I don't have to give you such thing as a name because I know it's a legal fiction or fraud. But I can have a, those kind of conversations over here. Whereas I, if I did that over there, they'd be just pulling out their guns. It's ridiculous. Uh, the, our, law, our so-called law enforcement is going on over there. It's ridiculous what you're having to deal with. But then again, that's the, uh, the Jesuit uh, Roman cult inquisition. And so there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. But we, need, we everybody needs to stand together, man, because we've got to take these idiots out. Because they're just out of control. They've got, they've got no honor. They've just got no honor at all whatsoever. They're just totally out of control.
1: Indeed. Indeed. I I appreciate you calling with that uh, demonstration from the United Kingdom. Uh, Like you said, they don't carry uh, the guns over there, so that lends to a different type of interaction. It's a whole different type of interaction where you're you're not, you don't have to be in as much fear with expressing yourself, and for the most part, you know you're going to get home even if you do express yourself. Whereas um, a lot of the um, the Moors over here um, had that a different type of fear because of that so I do appreciate that call in and like you said dealing with the uh, the anticaterica divina um, you know um, dealing with any of those you know whether you're talking about the Christian crusades the doctrine of discovery dealing with those things and understanding exactly what's going on you know and the selling off of the bonds you know we see in Britain Remove themselves from the EU. Uh, we talked about the fact that there's a um, controversy among the um, Anglo Saxon nations, the Germanic tribes, that is happening in the background. And if people aren't paying attention, they're going to miss it. This is why you have all of them, all this disruption, because they know that the time is coming, because all of the different melanated you, Melanin nations are standing up to get rid of the fiat and no longer allowing it to come. So they're bringing an end um, to, their type, to their control. So now they're going to different nations again, trying to recolonize in a different way, trying to monopolize different places to position themselves among those nations so as this thing changes, they can still attempt, to keep some sort of hand, some sort of upper hand, but you see a, a war going on in the background that many people are not privy to because they don't have the information. So I do appreciate you calling in with that demonstration, King.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm with I'm with my brother and sister across the world because it's 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 getting more serious to the point now whereby I don't think maybe this year, next year, they literally are going to bring in this new SDR system and they're going to uh, collapse everybody's. Uh, uh, 60Q, 60Q trust and if people are not nationalised, this is what I've got to do now because my British passport just ran out not long ago um, and I'm not uh, I'm not that, renewing that British citizenship I'm not going to do no circumstances because again, that's just a slave contract it's a status issue Um and so I'm looking at the diplomat route and speaking to the uh, West Indies consulate. A lot of my friends over here now are looking at this diplomat route because most of the diplomats as I've, I've met over here, they can't be arrested. They've got immunity. The can't, police can't touch them. They don't pay taxes or anything like that. And it, it's a statistician of people just realize how if you just... I mean, I've got the, um, the the Vienna Convention. If people just sit and read the documentation, and you'll see that, that most of these people at the top end, like the Jesuits, the Pope, the... And the Knights of Malta, they've all got diplomatic immunity, they're all body politics. Um, if people realise mm-hmm. it is a, a big thing, it's the stats issue. Um, and if they just corrected that and, and nationalised, you'd be collapsing all these bonds and trusts and literally you'd be shutting this whole thing down. But it's not got long anyway because uh, moral prop has been issued by Francis and this, this beast has not got long left to run. So I'm with you, we've just got to stay strong and and uh, yeah, do what we need to do, man. But I'm definitely with you 100% because it, it's going to get worse before it gets better.
1: Islam indeed, Islam, peace.
2: So I want to pick back up
1: where I left off before um, I was cut off. Remember that we're dealing with the term black and white, and it's a change of status. Remember that uh, black deals with servitude, okay, that based on historical content, based on the history of the branding system. Black means servant or subject, okay? White or ak, A-K, means sovereign and superior. Now, once colonized or conquered on your land, going back to the example given, if you are conquered on your land, you then have a change of status. And so based on the caste system, that change of status takes place and you become subjects on your own land. So I'll go back to the definition of status. Status is standing, state, or condition. So your status is your condition. What is your condition that is your status? It says the legal relation of individual to the rest of the community. So what is your relationship with your community? This is your status. And we're reading out of the Black Law Dictionary. Okay, this is the dictionary that is used when you are in court or in law school. They use the Bouvier's or the Black Law Dictionary, third, fourth, or fifth edition. And that's what we're reading out of. It says, a legal personal relationship, not temporary in its nature, nor terminable, at the mere will of the parties with which third persons and the state are concerned. So this is a relationship concerned with. So when the state is dealing with you, they're dealing with you based on your status or your condition or relationship with the community. okay? Now it says that while term implies relation, it is not mere relation. Now, the part that you really need to pay attention to is this. It says it also means a state because it signifies the condition or circumstance which one stands with regard to his property. So in the example given, if you are a tribe who has been conquered or has lost a war against another tribe, You have now become subject on your own land. So your status is now that of a subject. So you are considered to be black. Black means servant. So this is your status in the community. Now, based on that status, your relationship with your estate, your estate prior to being conquered, was your land, your hair and all things that you could pass on that was governed by you and your people. That was your estate. Any personal property uh, that you, you held uh, as a part of that tribe, uh, anything of other monetary value, this is your estate. Your knowledge is a part of your estate. Your libraries is a part of your estate. So your status prior to colonization was white. You were considered to be white because you were a sovereign over your estate in, 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 the, term, in the way that the terms are being used to right now. You were a superior over your estate as a people. So you were a sovereign people nation. Once conquered, you became a subject or dependent nation, you became subjects. So now your estate, your relationship with your estate has changed because of your status, your status. So we have to understand that these terms when we're speaking of black and white, dealing with the caste system, Dealing with the caste system starts out as black meaning servant and white meaning superior. Now, the question to to anyone should be how does that relate to more modern time? Does that still apply now? Now, part of that should be answered if you heard or were on the show, what I just read out of a book that was written in 1895, which deals with the fact that this branding system was taken on by Europe and by Britain. And then, of course, in 1492 and, and prior, few years prior, when the Moors failed, and Andalusia, or what is today called Spain, then the Moors were branded as black. The Muslim Moors were branded as black. I'm going to say it again. The Muslim Moors were branded as black. And I'm going to take this call that uh, that's coming in at uh, 7.06. With the earlier code, okay, it looks like they came out of the queue. Uh, You can come back in whenever. Okay, so now in 1774, you have a couple of different things that take place on this land. 1774, there was the organization also organizing of the Continental or the First Continental Congress. Okay, prior to then, prior to 1774, there were no black people in North, South, or Central America, or what you call North, South, and Central America. There were no black people. It was at 1774 where the Moors were classified as black, negro, Ethiopian, colored. This was a change of status. It was a change in status that took place on this land. As the Moore's Bonnevilles were overthrown, remembering that we now termed plantations prior a lot of them were Bonnevilles. On this land, we were each other also as so we had a lot of different uh, uh, servitude, putting our own into servitude and, and uh, different things going on. So when the Bonnevilles got home a lot of your plantations already had moors on the servitude, and the Europeans, the Albionians took them over and now in history they're called plantations. In a period of time you had people of Germanic ancestry and people of Asiatic, Moorish, African ancestry together. In seventeen seventy-four, there was a status that took place or began to take place would then going to be classified as black, Negro, colored, Ethiopian. Now with that change of status, it changed a relationship. It made us then as servant, subject, or the colonizer. that change of status took place, this was what you call ascheating. E S C H E A T I N G as cheating. A-t-t-ing. A-t-t-ing. And as cheating means interrupting the natural course of descendancy. Because remember status deals with your relationship with your estate. So if your status is that of a servant, then who governs your estate? It would be your master or superior. And so as we began to take on this classification, we then began to lose our estate. I'm going to read out of a document and I'm going to read quite a bit of it and I want you to pay close attention to some of the things it says. And these are the Christian black codes. You're going to see the codes noir. Um You hear them, you know, with different, uh, different titles. But you have what was called the Christian Black Codes. If you are new and you haven't heard of this, please write it down. If you're on your computer, you can simply open up another web page and Google Christian Black Codes 1724. These were codes that were instituted throughout a Mexim modernly called the Americas, And they were rules of servitude for the Negroes. Article 1 says decrees the expulsion of Jews from the colony. Article 2 makes it imperative on masters to impart religious instruction to their slaves, the exercise of the Roman Catholic creed only. Every other mode of worship is prohibited. Article 4 Negroes placed under the direction, of the, under the direction or supervision of any other person than a Catholic are liable for confiscation. Article 5 Sunday and holidays are to be strictly observed. All Negroes found at work on these days are to be complica, confiscated. Article 6 we won't read the whole thing, but it's forbidden we forbid our white subjects of both sexes to marry with blacks under penalty of being fined and subjected to some other arbitrary punishment. If you're reading Article 6 clearly, you will see right there in 1724 that they just told you that there was a, huge, that there was a, a great number of quote-unquote they'll term as white subjects, which is an oxymoron, um, but it's still used of both races. So they're telling you that there were Germanic tribes who were enslaved in 1724. Also says so we also forbid all of our white subjects and, and, and even the manumitted or freeborn blacks to live in a state of concubinage with slaves. Should there be any issue for form this kind of intercourse? It is our will that the person so offending and the master of the slave should pay each fine of 300 livers. we am going to go down to um, Article 7. The ceremonies and forms are prescribed by the ordinance of Boas and by the edict of 1691 for the marriage should be observed both with regard to free persons and slaves. We'll go down to Article 9. We forbid our curates or process I mean, curious, to process or to affect marriages between slaves without the proof of the consent of their masters. Article 9, children, issue, um, children issued form from the marriage of slaves shall follow the condition of their parents, that should belong to the master of the wife and not of the husband, if the husband and the wife have different masters. Article 10, if the husband be a slave and the wife be free, it is our will that children of whatever sex shall, shall shall share the condition of their mother and be as free as she, notwithstanding the servitude of their father. And if the father be free and the mother a slave, then the children shall be slaves. Article 11, masters shall have their Christian slaves buried in consecrated graves. Article 12, we forbid slaves to carry offensive weapons or heavy sticks under the penalty of being with and having said weapons confiscated for the benefit of the person seizing seizing the same, an exception is made in favor of those slaves who are hunting. We'll go down to Article 13. We forbid slaves belonging to different masters to gather in crowds either by day or by night under the pretext of a wedding or any other cause, either at the dwelling or on the ground of one of their masters or elsewhere. And much less on the highway or in secluded places, under the penalty of corporal punishment, which shall not be less than a whip in case of frequent offenses of so the kind, the offenders shall be branded with the mark of the flower de loose, and should there be aggravating circumstances, capital punishment may be applied at the discretion of the judges. We recommend all subjects, be by officials or not, to seize all such offenders. Offenders to arrest and conduct them to prison, although there should be not judgment against them. I want everyone to look up the spot, Flower de Luce. Okay, it's Flower and then D E space L U C E. Look that up, and you will see that that is also the uh, brand of the New Orleans Saints. And that was the brand that was put on um, our enslaved ancestors uh, who do not. Uh, follow who were caught caught in offense of these Christian black codes. Article fourteen. Masters who shall be convicted of having permitted or tolerated such gatherings as aforesaid composed of other slaves than their own shall be sentenced individuals to indemnity their neighbors for the damages occasioned by said gatherings and to pay for the first time a fine of their livers. And double that sum on the repetitions of the offense. Article 15: We forbid, we forbid Negroes to sell any commodities, provisions, or produce of any kind without the written permission of their masters or without wearing their known marks or badges. Article 16, 17, 18 provided length for the clothing of the slaves and their uh, substance. So this thing goes on, and if you read the entire Christian black code, it should stand very, very clear what we're speaking about. It should be very, very clear. It was the being Negro at this time was a status that dealt with enslavement and there was no right, as you read through those codes, and this is 1724, and we're coming up to date because we have to see if this is still relevant within the law books and dictionaries of today. So clearly through your 17, 16, 1400s, those classified as black and Negro colored were considered to be property. Considered to be property. And if you acted outside of these different codes, then the biggest penalty was death. And we know that many people went through through that. So in 1774, When the Moors were classified as black, negro, and colored, changed, and now the estate, of course, is taken. And this is going on during, um, or about to go on during the War of Independence from Great Britain or the Brutus Moors, which was covered on last week's show. If you didn't listen to it, go back and, and, and listen to that and learn who the Germanic colonizers that came to these lands were trying to get away from. So once we took on that status, today we find ourselves still using those terms. We still take on the term black. We still take on the term negro. We still take on the term colored. So let's deal with the significance of these words in modern times. We'll start with the word color and color. Color, and this is in the Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition. We're going to read color, and then we're going to read color, because we call ourselves people of color, and we call ourselves color folks. You're hearing on the news, you know, all the time, all people of color you know, need to be recognized and this, this, and that. The word color in law, in the law books, again, law terms deal with law venues, or legal terms deal with legal or law venues. Your Webster's Dictionary education does not apply here. So your thought process to what you know or think you know has no application in law unless it lines up parallel with the dictionaries and the books used to determine law matters. So you cannot walk into understanding these terms and how they're used with a bunch of emotional garbage wrapped in, like you're not going to accept it because these things are pushed on you irregardless, and this is part of our, our people's biggest problem, is that we have so much to say when we really don't know very much, and then we argue our opinions against facts. So what we're dealing with today is facts. Your opinion is not recognized because we're dealing with facts. And the fact is, is that when you say you are colored, a person of color, a colored person, a black person, a Negro person, there is a significance in law that you have to understand and deal with and is dealt or used against you on a daily basis because these are statuses. Black is a status. So let's look at the word color. It says, an appearance, semblance, or simulacum, an appearance, semblance, or simulacum, as distinguished from that which is real. A prima facie, prima or apparent right, hence a deceptive appearance, a plausible assumed exterior concealing a lack of reality, a disguise or pretext. I'm going to read it again. You say people of color need to be recognized. When the law hears you say people of color, they hear you say an appearance, semblance, or simulacum, as distinguished from that which is real. That's what they hear you say. A prima face or apparent right hints a deceptive appearance, a plausible assumed exterior concealing, a lack of reality, a disguise, or pretext. This is what the law hears you say. That, that's what they heard. They didn't hear your intention. They heard you say the word. They heard you call yourself a fake people, a deceptive people, a disguised people, people of color or disguised people. It doesn't matter what you think. When you walk into a law venue, whether it's uh, a de jure or de facto, these or, or the definition a people of color or disguised or fake people who or have a deceptive appearance. I'm going to bring in the caller from 916, area code 599, 916, exchange 599, excuse me, Islam. Islam, brother, well, I don't mean that my phone's in my pocket, and I can't hit one. exchange 599, you're live, can you hear me? Not sure if you got the mute or anything like that.
4: Uh, can you hear me?
1: If, mom. All right, must have been, because by accident we'll come back out. So you'll hear, understand that these laymen or lawyers have this same dictionary that I'm reading out of. Okay, you have to understand. understand that. We're not reading out of anything that they don't have, they have this same book. They have it. When they're working on your court cases, this is the dictionary they're using to put together your writ. I guarantee. You walk into a lawyer's office, they're going to have one, two of, of these dictionaries, or both of them, excuse me. They're going to have your boobieres, and they're going to have your black Law. I'm reading out of the Black's Law Dictionary. When they're putting together your writs or your torts or or retorts, this is the dictionary that they're using to put that together. So when you see them get on TV and say certain things, understanding that they know this information. So you need to start asking them, why are they selling you out? Because you see them on TV calling you people of color. Now, I'm going to read the definition of color. So we've seen color. Now let's look at color. Because we remember you call yourself colored people, colored people, colored people all the time. Colored. By common usage in America, this term. In such phrases as colored persons The colored race Colored men And the like is used To designate Negroes Look at the wording To designate Negroes or persons Of African Race including all persons Of mixed blood descent Descended From Negro ancestors It's a designation Colored Race, Colored Man, is a designation. But now the rest of the definition says, but where a state constitution provided for separate schools for the white and colored races, the term white race was held to be limited to the Caucasian race, and the term colored race to embrace all other races. So this designation, Colored Embraces all people Of African descent It's a designation Let's look at the last part Of the definition It has been Held that there is No legal Technical signification To the phrase Colored person Which the courts are bound judicially to know I'm going to read that again It has been It has also been held that there is no legal technical signification to the phrase colored person, which the courts are bound judicially to know, which is another way of saying that they do not have to respect that term. It is a designation. It's not a race of people. It's just a designation. It puts you in a certain light. It's a classification. It's a static, and they're separating you from with this status now, let's look at the term. Negro, I can't remember if it's in here. Let me see. Okay. Negro, black, Negro, and colored. says the word Negro means a black man. Ponder that for a second. The word Negro means a black man. One descended from African race and does not commonly include a a mulatto. The word Negro means a black man. One descended from the African race and does not commonly include a mulatto but the laws of different states are not uniform in this respect. Some including the description Negro, one who has one-eighth or more of African blood. Term Negro means necessarily person of color, but not every person of color is Negro. Mm. Read that part again. Term Negro means necessarily person of color. But not every person of color is Negro. They are using a double entendre there. But you have to catch it. Homework. Look up Abraham Lincoln's Law Cases. Put in Google search, Abraham Lincoln defends a black man. Put that in your Google search. You're going to find the case where Abraham Lincoln defends a man in Illinois who was being slandered by his Moabitesses, i.e. what you call family Moabitesses, i.e. what you may commonly call um, wife. His wife was of Germanic ancestry. In Illinois at the time, it was against the law for those who were runaway slaves to go into Illinois because Illinois' legislature at the time determined that they were becoming too uh, bogged down with so many uh, runaway people, from people running away from enslavement. So they passed a law that um, no Negro or black person could be in Illinois. Well, there was a dispute that took place between his woman people and him. And her brother then goes on to start to slander this particular brother and says that um, he is a Negro or a black kid. Abraham Lincoln uses Lincoln in his rebuttal. He says that Although my client has um, black skin, that does not make him black. That although it is against the law or he makes a sin to be black, it is not a sin to be born with black skin. He says that my client is a Moor. And then the judge says, more, and they spell it M O R E. Abraham Lincoln rebuttals, no, I mean he's a Moore, M-O-O-R. Abraham Lincoln wins the case because his client was a Moore. And he was not Negro, black, or colored. Because those were designations. Those are not a people. Those are designations. Those are not people. Those are classifications. Those are statuses. They are not people. There is no such thing as a black, negro, colored race of people. Those are statuses. So now let's look at the definition. How is a white person classified? So we're going to turn to white person in the Black Law Dictionary because we need to understand, again, we need to understand all these different classifications and how, they're, how it's happening Because we need to understand Do black lives matter Do they matter We're going to read white person And then we're going to read white race And remember In law, wording is everything White person As used in uh, Real straight, state U.S. Uh, we'll skip past all of that It says members of a white, of the white, or Caucasian race, as distinct from black, red, yellow, and brown races. Whether applicant for the United States citizenship is a white person, eligible for citizenship under statute enumerating classes of people, eligible therefore depends not upon ethnological classification of group to which. He belongs, but upon whether members of such group with characteristics existing in 1790, when statute was first enacted, were intended by Congress to be classified as white person. In Ahmad Hassan is given the uh, the case, and statute uses the words white person as meaning primarily the European peoples. To the class from which virtually all immigration to the United States have come and who readily became assimilated into our civilization. Since the term excludes, the term excludes a Hindu, a Mongolian, a native-born Filipino, a native of Afghanistan. It has been held to include a Syrian and an Armenian since in the legislation of the slave period, persons without admixture of colored blood, whatever actual complexion might be says white race within the meaning of the Mississippi Constitution of 1890, providing that there shall be separate schools for white and colored races, the Caucasian race, the term colored racist, being used in contradistinction to white race and embracing all other races. If you're reading clearly for those who don't have the, de- the dictionary in front of them, you can Google Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition, PDF, and get a copy of this dictionary until you can get a physical copy. Google Black's Law, edition, Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition, PDF, and they will have a copy online that you can use until you can get the physical copy. All through this definition, you'll see that they keep telling you it's a classification, it's a designation. White race is within the meaning of the Mississippi Constitution of 1890, providing that there should be separate schools. So in 1890, in dealing with this term white race, is the meaning that they're using. And it's telling you that it's actually the white race is actually dealing with the actual Caucasian race, term that's designated to the Caucasian race. So the Caucasian race has a designation, but they're still the Caucasian race. It's a designation that's being used to describe something. Now, we're going to turn to the term, for more clarity, free white person. Same dictionary. Free white person. Now, remember that in these terms, white person and and black person or person of color, they're designating people separately. And the people who were termed colored were given way less, of course, and the people who were termed white were given way more. We're dealing with a status of superior and subject. Free white person. As free white person referred to in the Naturalization Act as amended by the Act July 14, 1870, has meaning naturally given to it when first used in one statute, 103c3, meaning all persons belonging to the European races, then commonly counted as white and their descendants, including such descendants in other countries to which they were not immigrated. Listen to that sentence, meaning all persons belonging to the European race. So the race is the European race. But they were counted as white. They're counted as white. Because white is a status. Now, it says that it includes all European Jews, more or less intermixed with peoples of Celtic, Scandinavian, Teutonic, Iberian, Latin, Greek, Slavic descent. It includes Magars, Laps, and Thin, and the Basques and Albanians. It includes the mixed Latin Celtic, Iberian, and Moorish inhabitants of Spain and Portugal, the mixed Greek, Latin, Phoenician, and North African inhabitants of Sicily, and the mixed Slav and Tartar inhabitants of South Russia. It does not mean Caucasian race. Free white person does not mean Caucasian race, Aryan race or Indo European races, nor the mixed Indo European Dravidian, Semitic, and Mongolian peoples who inhabit Persia. A Syrian of Asiatic birth and descent will not be entitled to become a naturalized citizen of the United States as being a free white person. We'll go back, I want to read that again. It includes the mixed Latin, Celtic, Iberian, and Moorish inhabitants of Spain, and to Portugal and Portugal, the mixed Greek, Latin, Phoenician and North African inhabitants of Sicily and the mixed Slav and Tartar inhabitants of South Russia. It does not mean Caucasian race. Aryan race, Indo-European race. It does not mean Indo-European race. It does not mean Aryan race. It does not mean the mixed Indo-European, Dravidian, Semitic, and Mongolian peoples who inhabit Persia. It does not mean Caucasian race. This is the law dictionary. It is a designation, and this is the modern law dictionary that we use in contemporary times. It does not mean Caucasian race. Free white person does not mean Caucasian race. We're dealing with designation. Now, in the term color, person they told you that the judicial that the tribunals or courts do not have to respect or have a judicial designation or knowledge of this term these are not Terms that deal with you being a part Of a nation Black is not a nation That must and always should be understood Black people are not a nation It is a designation that means subject A quote unquote Caucasian or Germanic person can be black. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read again from Ancient and Modern Brits the same thing I I read earlier just in case some people missed it. The book is Ancient and Modern Brits by David McRitchie. It's written in 1895. We really need to understand these terms black and white. The question is, does black lives really matter? He says, white and black, as is well-known, means with Eastern writers, little more than dominant and dependent. Thus, the black Khazars or Hungarians were the subjects of the white Khazars. We will be looking up the word subject. Now, before get going further, it is necessary to look into this last statement pretty closely, for the origin of this nomenclature may be found to lie very deep. I find it stated elsewhere that the Turkanian tribes are very fond of expressing by certain colors the changes of political condition to which a nation may be subjected. Black or Kara, K-A-R-A, has the meaning of the tendency and servitude while white or act AK, AK has that of sovereignty and freedom. but these colors are employed only so long as they really describe the position of a tribe. Read that again but these colors are employed only only so long as they really describe the position of Status of a tribe. For if a dependent herd becomes independent and sovereign, the former para or black will be changed into act or white. The Tatars to whom the mighty conqueror Tizin Kong belonged were named before his time Kara Tartar, while another tribe was called ak Tartar or white Totter. This is also the reason why the Emperor of Russia is called the White czar. And the divisions of Russia into white and black express the same meaning. But this custom is not confined to Asia and the east of Europe. It obtains or did obtain in Britain as well and like and like the word terror itself is plainly an Hungarian origin. So we're talking about a condition. White and black are conditioned. Now, there are several things that need to be noted when dealing with and understanding the condition. The condition can be changed. Once the people are no longer in a state of servitude and subjects, then their Designation status changes to white. Once you no longer are subject, once you no longer are designated as subject, your status or designation changes to that of white. Why? Because white person or free white person does not mean the Caucasian race. It is a designation. It does not mean the Caucasian race. It's a status. Now, what does the word subject mean? It says in constitutional Law Black Law Dictionary again the word subject because black are subject, one that owes allegiance to a sovereign and is governed by his law, one that owes allegiance to a sovereign and is governed by his law. The natives of Great Britain are subject of the British Government. Men in free government are subjects as well as citizens. As citizens, they enjoy rights and franchises. As subjects, they are bound to obey the laws. Western. The term is little used in this sense in countries enjoying a republican form of government, hence, your democracy. True republicans and forms of government don't have subjects. That's why they're telling you that this is a democracy. It's now, in this day and time, it's not just people who designate themselves as black, Negro, and colored. The truth is, the truth is, is that everybody who is not financially affluent as designated in this country, are black. they just playing you for fools because you think black is a race. And they're telling you it's a classification, but you won't read. So you you stay caught up in your feelings because you're a proud black man, which means that you're a proud subject because it's not a race. In order to be a race, there are designations all over the planet as to what a race is. What is a nation? Things have to be understood in order to really understand why these designations still or around. In order for it to be a nation... In a Black Law Dictionary, it gives the definition of nation. It says a people or aggregation of men existing in a form of an organized rural society. So right there we have a violation. Right there there's a violation. We know that, quote, unquote, black people don't have a rural society. quote-unquote, black people don't even know what a drill society is. A drill society is a society that exists and has laws of governance. A drill society is one that has laws that deal with everyday interactions of the people they're usually inhabiting a distinct portion of the earth. Now, in order for black to be a nation, there has to be a distinct portion of earth that the people inhabit or have inhabited that goes back to the term by which they call themselves, meaning that if you walk up to someone and you say, oh, you're Sicilian." That's a nation They're from Sicilia If you walk up to someone And you say you're it, That's a nation It's modernly called Ethiopia So now modernly they're called Ethiopian If you walk up to someone and say Oh you're German That's a nation That's a people Because he's from Germany. If you walk up to someone and say, oh, you're black, what is that? If you walk up to someone and say, oh, you're white, what is that? There is no white land. There is no black land. Oh, you're Negro. There is no Negro nation. There's no Negro land. Or your color. There is no colored nation. There's no colored land. These things don't exist. No matter how much emotion you put to them, it says speaking the same language, using the same customs, possessing historic continuity and distinguished from other like groups by their racial origin and characteristics and generally, but not necessarily living under the same government and sovereignty. I mean, basically, black, negro, and color doesn't fit in any of that. And I do mean none of it. And no matter how much emotion you want to put behind being called black people it does not change the fact the fact is is that it's a slave term it's a slave term now let's go to the word property Because subjects are property. And then, if anyone has any questions, I'm going to take them. But we're going to bring it home with the word property. Because a subject is the property of the master. master, a subject is the property of their master, a subject is the property of their master You must understand that So black As a designation Of servant and subject Means that You are property Subject means that You have no choice But to obey The laws Of your superior. Because you're his property. Now, let's look at the word "property." In the Black's Law Dictionary, property, that which peculiar or proper to any person, that which belongs exclusively to one. Strict legal sense, an aggregate of rights which are guaranteed and protected by the government. So. You have property rights that are protected by the government. You have rights to do things with your property that is protected by the government. The term is said to extend to every species of valuable right and interest. Property can be anything, any species, or anything of interest. More specifically, ownership, the unrestricted and exclusive right to a thing, the right to dispose of a thing in every legal way, to possess it, to use it, and to exclude everyone else from interfering with it. Yeah, I missed it. i reading it again because I know you missed it. More specifically, ownership the unrestricted and exclusive right to a thing, the right to dispose of a thing in every legal way, the right to dispose of a thing in every legal way, to possess it, to use it, and to exclude everyone else from interfering with it. They just told you that they can dispose their property at will and it's protected so I just told you so no matter how emotional you may get no matter how much you may want to be a strong black man a strong black woman, all you doing is ignorantly calling yourself property and then telling them they have the right to kill you because black lives matter no, no the hell they don't A black life has never mattered Because there's no such thing As black life Black means death And we're not talking about The emotional rhetoric That you put behind it Attaching it to your skin Because that's stupid And ignorant in the first place Because none of us have black skin We have copper color We have brown skin We have shades of brown Shades of copper, but none of us can stand next to an actual, actual piece of something that's black and say that that's what our skin looks like. So we all mixed up, no matter how we want to put it. We have brown skin, we have copper-colored skin that comes in different shades. We're not black, even if you want to use it as a description as which it is, which is an adjective, we still don't qualify. But then when you want to read it lead it or use it, as a race, it's a designation. And they're telling you it's a designation in the law books that we don't read. We don't even know they exist. Some of these things of course, or I'll follow some of them are based on our indoctrination. But when you listen to this show, then you no longer have no any excuse. When you listen to um, Brother Asan Gaziel, you have no excuse. When you listen to Sister Cherise L., you have no excuse. When you listen to Brother Sharik Bey, you have no excuse. When you listen to Brother Abdullah Bey, you have no excuse. You have no excuse because you have the tools right at your disposal. You just have to be willing to learn. You listen to Brother Wasim Day, who's been putting out a lot of uh, videos on FaceTime. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. You just have to get to a point where you're not emotional so you can listen to something and, and remove the emotion and all of the rhetoric and deal with what is and what isn't. And then it becomes that simple. What is and what isn't. Not what you want it to be, because we're not in power yet to make everything exactly what we want it to be. If you're on a farm and you need to revolt, you're trying to get all the, the, the or not a farm, a plantation, you need to get all the Uh, uh, enslaved people on a plantation to revolt. Now, you have a choice. You got two enslaved people. One enslaved person comes and says, look, the weapons that we need to use are right over there in the barn. These are the weapons or these are the farming tools that the plantation owner, left in the barn, and we can then turn them into weapons to free ourselves. There's a pick, there's an axe, there's all those things. Then you have this other enslaved individual, and he says, no, 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 that's the white man's uh, uh, tools. We don't need to go in that barn and use that axe. That's just the white man. Who said that we need to use the axe? To free ourselves, I got this imaginary tool that I'm emotionally behind that I love this this tool right here is a shimmigan. And all the all the other enslaved people are like, Well, where's that? Like right here in my hand. They're like, Well, we don't see it. He's like it's in my hand. Nobody sees it but him. But he swears it's there. Which one are you gonna get behind? which one are you going to use? Are you going to use the tools that are at your disposal? Or are you going to keep trying to make up some tools that don't exist and say so you're going to free yourselves with that because you have an emotional tie to these tools? You don't want to use the ax. Well, all these things, all these disinformation is right here in your face. And irregardless of who wrote it, regardless of where it comes from, it's right there in your face, and you have the ability to read it, use it, because the truth is it's your knowledge. We taught the Germanic tribe's law. So when I'm reading out of the law dictionary, we're reading our stuff. When you go to the barn and you get the ax, we taught the Germanic tribes farming and civilized them. So you're really getting your tool again. So what we have to do is get rid of these colored Negro and black mindsets because black lives don't matter. We understand what you're connotatively trying to say, but in law terms, black people don't have rights. So no matter how much you put an organization together that says black law this or black that or black this, in law, this is what they see. I just showed it to you. In law, What they see is what I just read to you. Regardless of what you think or what you mean, when you put a writ or a tort together, they don't go by what you mean. They go by what you say on that tort. It's what did you write down. They're not going off your intention. So if you ignorantly write a tort or a writ and don't have the proper tools to understand your fault, They don't care. We're going to bring in three four seven, four four three. They call three four seven. The exchange is four four three. Islam.
3: Islam family, Sharice L. Calling again. Um, I mean, you hitting this so right on the head right now. I just wanted to um, put in another comment to what you're saying. You know, just kind of to round off everything because. Uh, you know, as 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 you you've expressed thoroughly, you know, um, the situation regarding the term black and the mistakes, uh, uh, the 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 misconceptions attached to it that that that's a detriment for our people. Um, I just kind of want to bring in the remedy, you know, with with the declaration of rights of indigenous people, you know, like uh, Article Three states within it how we have we reserve the right to self determination. You know, and um
2: mm-hmm.
3: with our um our principles being founded on love, truth, peace, freedom and justice, we adhere to our ancest our ancestors and what it is that they laid down for us as a foundation, understanding everything as far as um the, the, the studies of science and, and um the universe really, understanding understanding yourself you understand the universe and God so it's like it's all inclusive with everything why it's so imperative to know yourself you know like you just stated the law that's within the black law dictionary is our law you know but our people are unable to associate that to themselves because all that they see is this black paradigm you know we got to get out Mm -hmm. of that whole thing you know even with um just a kind of segue um into the, uh, you see how our people are out here marching, they're doing die-ins and stuff like that, just trying to generate attention for somebody to care about them, just somebody to care and to love them and everything. They're crying out police brutality. I posted up a video not too long ago about how our people need to get a thesaurus and to upgrade their vocab because you know, they're they're, they're everything that they're um, the attention that they're seeking is Limiting them to a municipal jurisdiction, which is under the Roman venue, which puts you st- it's it's like you're talking to your boss pretty much like how you was breaking it down with um black equating the property, so it's like you there crying out to your boss telling them like you know I'm hurting, I'm hurting, and they looking like you at you back at you like, I don't care, like <laughs> you know you're mine property, exactly. so whatever I wanna do with you, it don't even matter, you know so. But within this um, municipal jurisdiction, people, do, our people, need to get out of that. And the way to get out of that is to understand yourself, completely understand your nationality. Um, like I said, self determination—you determine for yourself, you declare it within yourself, and then you proclaim that. You know, it's something to stand mm-hmm. on. It's, it's definitely something to stand on. Um, as far Indeed. as um, you know, bringing in the birthright and also bringing in national international law because that's what it comes down to. We got to get out of this local jurisdiction only and, and um, you know, uh, uh, bring ourselves into the international arena. You know, that's that's where we're trying to get to. But we we still trying to, as more as we still trying to um, dispel our people from calling themselves black. You know what I mean? Like, this, look at the hindrance right here, how we have to adjust this. Mm-hmm. So this ain't the first time. I know this is not the first time you're going over there. You know
1: right.
3: <laughs> but it's it's so imperative because it it is something that needs to be known with our people. And like I say I want to segue real quick, um okay. in regards to civil rights. You know, back in eighteen mm-hmm. back in eighteen eighty four, um, two years before the prophet manifested on this earth plane, civil rights was declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. But, yeah, you have mm-hmm. these coon leaders out here still got our people picketing, marching. You see what's go- I see what's going on out, out there in Oakland, you know, uh, California territory. You know, people protesting, Moabitess getting, you know, um, apprehended um, unjustly for no reason. Ain't nobody doing nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like all these people know how mm-hmm. to do is talk loud and march. <clears throat> and that's the issue. We really mm-hmm. got to put um, – Put into effect our writs, and within our writs we got to put the right jurisdiction the right wording within those writs to 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 really gain the attention that we need, which is on the international level so that I, you know I say all that to say um just to just to round off everything that you're saying right now family, about how important it is for our people to get that the terms that you identify yourself as is what people are going to attribute to you. You calling yourself black, putting mm-hmm. you in this Roman jurisdiction. It's not for you. You creating your own enslavement. You know, and that gotta stop. You know, so with that I'm gonna just say Islam. And I yield the floor.
1: Islam. Islam. Wow. So I'm going to bring in our brother um from the uh from the UK again. Um, Islam.
4: No, I'm not from you. Yes, how you doing? I'm not from UK.
1: Oh, you know what uh, um someone else called in with this uh this same number, my mistake um, okay. your
4: brother? well i, I had something really simple to say. you know, I find it amazing that in so many ways we are we have all this discussion, but I think the heart of the matter needs to be dealt with in another in another level in other words uh we I think we miss a whole lot. It's good to know what people think, what people mean, what laws mean to, let's just say, authorities that we deal with every day on this mundane plane. But, you know, I'm looking at a few things here. I mean, um, I'm hearing some people talking about the so-called, they say, Black Lives Matter movement. And one of the things that comes to my mind, and some people want to argue, and they want to say all lives matter. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind when I start thinking about that, what is the very principle of life itself? And has that mattered to anyone for a very long time? This is what I'm saying to you. All right. Uh, how many of us today even understand the most ancient concept of life where humanity is even concerned? I think we missed that, that issue. And because we missed that issue, there's so much, quite frankly, Uh, predisposition toward mass contradiction that can never be, uh, let's just say, an agreement or covenant covenant toward mutual respect in life to begin with. Understand something. One of the most ancient concepts of life itself relates to man as an anointed being. I repeat, man as an anointed being, created an anointed being. We need to ask questions why we need to ask for that now. But man being created an anointed being, one of the first principles of life is that we must seek, maintain, and preserve conscience, listen to me now, beyond contradiction. As soon as we, the the way they translated in our quote-unquote King James Version, when they start talking about things like the day you sin, you should surely die, uh, very bad translation if you really understand anything about ancient language and ancient metaphor and idea. The creator ultimately set everything in order. Man was supposed to function as a steward in creation, to function in such a way that he harmonized with with and preserved, if you want to call it that, natural or divine order. What it really means is the day you, get my point, destroy, revolt against, hmm. the natural order after which all things were made, the creator owning all things. You, in effect, not only contradict, but self destruct. Think about it. We live in a society today that I see, goodness, some people talk about it sometimes, and you know, they talk about, say, among so called Christian factions, if you just put it that way. And I don't really tell you the truth, but I know this title, Christian, is not the kerichanya that the apostles would have spoken about. That Rome did everything they could to destroy that ancient principle, which is another essence to even consider about it because they want to wipe that consciousness completely out from the minds. Most people don't realize there's something that has to be restored. But if you understand the initial essence that is from the beginning as harmony unto life, if we're not looking around us to ask what are the answers beyond this mass of contradictions, if we seek to preserve this mass of contradictions. And this conflict, not looking for a restoration of the initial principle upon which life is established, and that principle does not change, then you ever stop to consider that all we preserve is damnation? Think about it. I think we live in a society today that doesn't realize oftentimes the need for that restoration of ancient conscience. Like I said, conscience before and beyond all the contradictions. Is the attainment of life, and how many of us even realize that we, when you start talking about talking, when scriptures talk about the idea of we walk by faith not by sight? You ever stop to consider that faith means faithfulness unto the will of one? Scripture talks about the Spirit brings all things to remembrance. Most of us don't even function in that capacity, asking what we don't know to understand what this society does not present. The problem is. Is that we live in a society that is very ruthless, who most people look to, to, uh, let's just say, ascertain or, uh, or grasp knowledge, are not there to help you to understand beyond an established, let's say, man-made, encapsulated status quo. They're not there to bring wisdom, but to make sure you don't get it. One of the things the creator told me very early on was this. He said, if you're willing to accept the contradictions that you see, you can't be a disciple under me. Meaning that the purpose is to transcend these variant differences. Understand, until we know the truth, all we know how to do is lie. <laughs> and when they talk about the people who speak no lies, they're talking about the people who attain to life. That's the perfect truth. He told me the greatest wisdom is not what people think they know, but what they don't know, but what they think they know or presume to know. Not giving full consideration of all that he has spoken in harmony, not doing that hmm, is not wisdom at all. He said the biggest lies have been told to hide the greatest truths, and every lie, every hasty conclusion that a man draws, is an obstacle against seeking to perceive the greatest truths. We're gonna to have to wake up.
1: Let me have you. Let me have you pause there, brother. Cause um, this, uh, we're running out of time. I need to make this announcement. I do agree with you. You're dealing with the uh, the spiritual nature um, of our issue, which is a, a whole greater, whole other issue. Uh, and so I, I am in agreement with you, but I do have to have you pause because I've got to make these announcements, and then the show is uh, actually ending right as we speak. Do so it. Uh, people are dropping off. But I do appreciate do your cont- uh, your contribution.
4: All right. I appreciate the opportunity because I, I think there's a lot more to be spoken about than uh, oftentimes than appears on the surface. Of course, of course.
1: Indeed. Peace and love. So to end, I'm going to make, uh, remind you again that on July 24th, um, I will be in, uh, in Sacramento um, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at 4311 Attua. Um Speaking on the subject the change from ancient matriarchy to patriarchal rule, dealing with the subjugation um, of women and, and the suppression of feminine energy and the attack on the womb. Uh, also getting into, you know, solutions of re-implementing uh, different forms of protection that allow us to um, protect and, and um, facilitate the upliftment of our, of our by women. Um, for more information, send me an email to northgate.com. Bay at gmail.com. If you're on this show, you should know Bay is spelled B-E-Y. And so we'll be back next week at the same time. Appreciate your peace and love.